Yo, yo, what up, what up? Welcome to the WTF Should I Do With My Life podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Sokol. And this episode is an episode where I do some deep group coaching in a community setting. I'm working with people specifically in the times of the corona quarantine and the pandemic and reconfiguration of the world as we've known it. And I wanted to really support people in not just getting through this experience, but in getting the gifts that this experience may have to offer them to allow what's happening to sculpt them into a deeper, more profound and more fulfilled version of who they are so that ultimately they can live with that deep sense of purpose with an open heart, feeling like they've got the mental toughness and the emotional mastery to uh, navigate and to um, really create a life that that deeply matters to them no matter what's going on externally in the world. So these are people who are sharing deeply and vulnerably and authentically. I appreciate them and I appreciate you for being willing to see how can you grab an insight here that can help you to live with a deeper sense of purpose and more of an open heart. Let's jump in. So welcome to the final uh, community coaching for the um, this time in this kind of corona quarantine and uh, the doors are officially locked I wanted to wait until one past the hour there Um, and beautiful I love seeing some familiar faces here love seeing some new faces here and I'd love to start today by just dropping in and getting a little bit more present with ourselves. And so we'll do that by taking a few breaths together and you can let your eyes close and find any adjustments to your body that would help you to anchor in, to ground, to feel more sturdy, yet at the same time also more at ease And you can take a nice deep inhalation through your nose into your belly, just holding it for a moment and letting it go out of the mouth. And again, nice deep inhalation through the nose, just getting present to what is, even if it's uncomfortable being a yes to the moment and letting it go through your mouth, allowing yourself to lighten, to ease. Another nice deep inhale through the nose. And as we exhale this time, we'll make whatever noise wants to come through us. Just something to move that energy. And with that said, we'll open our eyes and come back to the moment, come back to our time together here. Mm. All right. So I want to create a little bit of a context for our conversation today. And then I, I want to jump in and get to work with you guys personally. Um, So a little bit of context, 
as almost as if this is the room that we're going to dance in or the room that we're going to play inside of. And I'd like to pad the room. I'd like to kind of build the walls of here's where we're going to go. And here's what's going to happen inside of the context of um, two, two pieces of context. The first being connecting with the part of you that knows that you're going to be okay, no matter what. So no matter what happens, like you're fucking good. Like it won't necessarily be easy. It won't necessarily be what you hope for, but like you're going to be all right. Like you got this. And holding that as a deeper truth than some of the monkey mind chatter that is probably present for all of us in some way. And potentially, even if the thing that you least wish were to happen, happens, you're still going to be all right. Like, you will actually be able to breathe through that. And it'll be messy, maybe, and it'll be excruciating, maybe. But actually, if it were to happen, and it may not, but let's just be in the context of even if it were to happen, you'll be all right. You'll get through it. And in fact, not only will you get through it, but maybe it will transform your life in the most miraculous way. Someone in our, our we, I've been running this human as fuck um, session for some people who worked with me previously. And one of the women shared yesterday who I had been coaching the year before, we, we did a prompt around like, what's something that might surprise you um, to know or what, what's something that would surprise us to know about you. And what she shared was it might surprise you to know that last year when I was going through the hardest time of my life, when I got cancer, it actually was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I was fucking with her in the trenches when she couldn't walk, when the cancer came, when she had to have emergency surgery in a third wall of the country and like all that. And I promise you it was not, it's not a fun place to be and a year forward now best thing that ever happened to her so i don't wish cancer on you or me or anyone and i don't wish the thing that you you most fear happens but even if it were to occur what if that was actually a gift in disguise that not only will you get through but you'll get something out of so that so that's part of the context that I want to create for the room that we're in today. And maybe this will be related to what you would like support with and may maybe it won't be, but let's see. And then the other half of the context that I want to create is that when we know we're going to be okay, no matter what, and it's almost, it's almost like um, an anchoring into like it's kind of always there. We just drift away from it. And maybe it feels hard to reach and hard to, to, um, to access sometimes. But, but that, that thing is there. When we connect with that, that sturdiness that's there, then we are actually liberated to live true to what actually would be most fulfilling and true to us. 
when we know we're going to be okay no matter what, then actually we can create the life that matters most to us because the unconscious fear that would stop us from living true to ourselves no longer is dictating our actions. Most of us say like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what matters to me. Yeah, it's kind of hard to imagine what I really want. It's usually more so that we don't know if we're going to be okay. Or it's like, well, shit, like if I go for that, what if X, Y, or Z happens? So having you know done this work 10 plus years now, like these are the, the two threads that in all the people that I coach that are super present. It's like, if I knew I was going to be okay, no matter what, what is my deepest truth guiding me toward? So we'll, we'll hold that as context today and um, maybe it'll be relevant. Maybe it won't, but let's see. Um, we'll aim to go 75 minutes for our call today. So that'll be 1115 Eastern time. Um, so just show of hands, who'd like some support today? And then I can kind of gauge how much time we have per person. We got one, two, three. It always happens. No one has their hand up, and then suddenly everyone has their hand up. <laughs> okay, so we got uh, Michael, Sabrina. Um, I can't see your name now, but you have a, a – oh, Camilla. Yeah. Okay, awesome, yeah. Uh, and um, and then, Jesus, why do the names disappear? It's all right. I'm going to be okay no matter what. But I know who you are. You have a black shirt on. We're going to go to you afterwards. Uh assuming that there's time and I'm going to, I'm going to try to make it so that there is. So let's start with Michael. Um, and Michael, if, if you can, I would suggest just putting the view so you only see me so we can, we can go a bit deeper and then guys refrain from sending any kind of chats or, or like calling out while we're, while we're coaching here. Um, all right. Uh, so Michael, um, uh, where, what's up brother? How you doing? I'm all right. All right, man. Well, where could we go today that that might be helpful for you? Yeah, um, it came up yesterday in uh, in, in the other call with, um, I guess, dealing with, how do I phrase it? That's, I kind of have this feeling that I should do something, but I'm fighting it. So I've been traveling for, I've been on the move uh, consistently since, our, uh, for five years. And um, I'm kind of getting exhausted, but second, but also there's no place that I really want to be. Um, but if I just sit and just feel what feels like the, what feels right is stopping, sitting still and, and doing something. I don't know what the something is, but doing something. Um, but I've been feeling this for I don't know how long, but we'll say maybe a year. It's been a little while. And um, I just ignore it because I'm like, there's no place I really want to be. I don't know what that something is that I should be doing or that I want to be doing. And I'm afraid of getting stuck and stagnant. I like moving, but I'm getting tired. Uh, so anyway, I just uh, wasn't sure where to take this. So I thought I'd bring it up. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. So, um, so what stands out to me is that 
you feel tired from moving so much? Yes. Okay. And then what also stands out to me is that you feel like you should do something. Right. So to me, the I'm tired from traveling feels trustable and the I should do something feels less trustable. And when I say trustable, I mean true to you versus expectations or what we've come to believe is the right thing. Yeah, I think there is some of that in there, which is part of my hesitation on it. So so this actually ties into the context that we, we created. So like, what would you like to do? Like, forget what you should do. Like, if you knew everything was going to be okay, you were going to be okay, no matter what, like, what, um, what would you like to do? What would feel energizing for you? That's partly where I'm stuck is I don't have a clean answer. I don't have an, I don't really have a answer for that. It's like, I don't know. I think most of my answers for that come from, I guess, who thinking about who I was before maybe and not who I am now. I'm a little bit uh, unsure of who I am now. Um, and then the, if I could just do anything and be okay, there's, um, Yeah, there's nothing very clear that comes to mind. Like there's a couple of of like little little lights, but nothing nothing so bright. Um but it would be like um having a massage practice with a like life coaching practice. Um so so let me jump in with you here and I love like you're going deeper inside of yourself. I can feel it. You know, you're like let me let me go a bit deeper when you start to look and scan for okay so what is that it almost feels like you're you're jumping into the future a bit of like what's the thing to do that not necessarily makes sense to do but i could see myself doing for some time like i'd like to commit to this thing yeah and i I'd, I'd almost have you just like forget anything more than a month from now like just stay and, and maybe even a month is too much. Like actually just stay in this moment right now. Okay. Yeah. So what would you, so like what would energize you in this moment look like in your life? You're like, you know, it would be awesome. Yeah. I'd have energy around. Um, yeah, I guess it, it's the probably playing the ukulele. <laughs> okay. okay. Awesome. <laughs> that's what it's getting me. Yeah. That's what I'm enjoying the most in this moment, like right now. So, um, so trust that in the sense that life is giving you life when you do that. Yeah. And let's take it that when life gives you life, that's a good sign that <laughs> you're, you're living in a way that like is trustable life giving you life. It, the, the almost like inverse of that, I would imagine would be like someone who's going to work every day who hates their job, who feels burnt out and, over caffeinating to try to stay, you know, on their tasks. Like that's no life. And sometimes we, we have to, or sometimes that is the move to make is to do the thing that 
is still draining or hard mm-hmm. sometimes, but not here. I don't feel here. I would have you start to scan for and, and trust what are the things that give you life and be willing to um, engage in those without needing to know what a month or a year or 10 years will look like. But with knowing that when you're in that state is when you're going to be most innovative and clear and creative and inspired and energized all the attributes that are going to lead to you having a better life. So maybe you go, you know, maybe you don't start a ukulele school a year from now, who knows, but there's something trustable about the ukulele is giving you energy and you become a more full and inspired version of yourself when you are playing that. And we can know that to be true right now and something that is, is trustable. Yeah, I can see. I can understand that. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's I know what that feeling is, and so I can I can really I can sit into that feeling and find it, you know, whenever it's present in other places as well. That's good. Exactly. Exactly. So then maybe it starts with the ukulele, and then I think it was last week we were talking to Reno here, and he like wanted to paint his wall blue but it like didn't make sense. But there, but he got so much energy at the idea of like painting his wall blue. And it was like, well, actually if we use energy as a kind of being synonymous with something that brings you alive and when you are alive, that makes the most sense. <laughs> um, it does make sense then. So, um, so I would have you, just like you said, start to scan for, so what are some of the other things? And you don't need to know those now. Right now, you know the ukulele is the thing. But I don't know, maybe going and doing some massage would give you energy without needing to know if that is like your future business plan or, or career or whatever. But like, actually, that's energizing. Cool. I'm, I'm going to go do that as well. Yeah. Tell me about the should part. Yeah, well, the should part is uh, definitely part of it comes from uh, not having like a career job for a while and not like only working like half the time in the past five years and and feeling like I'm not giving enough to society or uh, feeling uh, you know, a sense of self-worth is lacking from not having a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if I just work, you know, like uh, I used to work at like an, a sporting goods store. And like just having just having that responsibility, I guess, or having that something where I'm getting paid to do a thing, uh, it, it gives me a sense of value. So I would be curious to discern between the should from a place of like, this is what society says I'm supposed to do, or this is like what I know the right thing is versus more of an energy of like your higher self speaking to your lower self. Just let's say your inner wisdom speaking to the part of you that doesn't fucking want to do anything. right? (laughs) And, um, and 
so I would be I would have you look to discern okay is this society saying that or my mom my dad or like what I think it means to be a good man or anything like that or is it like my actual inner wisdom saying the should because I would almost reserve I would almost save the word should for like external like other people and like the inner wisdom higher self saying like actually this is some type of inner wisdom whispering to me here's a thing to do yeah so i do think there's a mix but i haven't it's definitely stronger on the should and external part uh but i think there is there is a little bit of the inner wisdom uh you know part of that that uh i don't know what you call it but the thoughts there great Great. So your your capacity, your capacity to just be able to even understand and discern, like, oh yeah, I could see how that would be two different things, like awesome. So then I would couple what we spoke about before with what energizes you or what's giving you energy right now, with where would I feel some energy helping, serving, being of value or service to society in some other kind of way. And then I would have you be willing to do that even if you didn't get reciprocated financially. Yeah. I, I uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's, yeah, I agree with that. I still don't know what the thing is, though. <laughs> so I have to, I have to figure that part out still. But yeah, I, so so that's okay. So maybe it's just giving a massage. Yeah. And and again, I would have you stay away from like what does that look like a year from now or a month from now, and just like today, like today, what's a way I would feel energized helping? Yeah, this is something I actually have been doing is using massage in that way, which always feels good. Great. Energized. Great. So when you give yourself permission for it, uh, sorry, there's a Shih Tzu who just walked in here. <laughs> I'm at my family's uh, quarantine getaway. Um, let me let Winnie out of the room. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, just hang on one second. <laughs> my nieces. I've got twin nieces, identical twin nieces, who just turned eight today. So I, uh, well, I broke my, I broke my quarantine to come out here and um, celebrate <laughs> with them. Nice. Apparently, apparently, she didn't get the memo that this room is off limits for the next ninety minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to grab her and bring her onto the call, but all right. So, um, so, so I would have you trust that, like I. I'm going, I'm going to be faithful and devoted to the things that energize me. And then I'm also going to scan for what would energize me in the ter in terms of helping someone today or maybe this week. But I think the trap a lot of us get caught up in is like trying to know what that looks like a month from now or a year from now or 10 years from now. Or like, how does that fit into what a career is supposed to be or not supposed to be? And the reality is the world is 
transforming so quickly right now that any notion of a traditional career, uh, you know, I don't think is actually very trustable. And I think a more trustable um, way to navigate is how am I energized? What gives me energy in terms of helping people? And I wouldn't necessarily start there. I'd actually start with what gives you energy, period. And then as you have more energy, you're going to feel more fueled and you're going to have that energy to help. And again, how would I have energy helping someone, even if I'm not reciprocated financially? And um, the reason I add that part is because I think also the notion that this has to make me some money or this needs to be a viable business thing also stops us from living true to ourselves. Of course, we have to figure out how to cover our expenses. And that's kind of a side conversation, which is still important to do. Um, and yet, when you give your gifts or when you are of service in a way that energizes you and you do that and you continue to be true to that, at some point, you start to realize, oh, yeah, and like this is actually really valuable for people. And I really love this thing. And with the kind of devotion to that over time, um, more often than not, you're able to figure out, oh, yeah, okay, cool. So um, either I can support myself doing this or I can support myself in this way, but I still have time to do this. It just, it just leads to somewhere a lot more, I think, soulful and special and, and actually sustainable because you have that life force in you um, while you're doing it. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, I mean, you have a reason to do what you're doing. Uh, you're motivated and driven. Yeah. When you have that energy. So, yeah. Okay. Okay, awesome. Um, I'm going to take you off the hot seat here. I want to get to a bunch of people. Yeah, I love that you jumped in and it's so relatable what you shared. So thank you for kind of opening up on behalf of all of us. Thanks, Jacob. Yeah, let me unpin your video. Um, and um, and that's what I'm doing here, guys, right? Even with, with this session and with the Corona, um, or the, the, what do we call it? Corona coaching, community coaching that we've been doing here is like when everything just went to shit overnight and the world blew up, it was just like, I know that I want to be of service and I want to be of service in a way that energizes me. And I don't need to know how that fits into a business model. I know I can support myself. I've got one-on-one -on -one clients that I'm good. Like that's that part of the business can afford me to just help in a way that's energizing. Um, and for everyone, you know, that might, that might mean you've got a side hustle or you've got, you know, some other things that, you can do to just keep you um, not needing to and not kind of freaking out about finances. And then in the other time you can be devoted to helping in a way that inspires you. Okay. Next up, we said we were going to go to who, who is next up? Oh, Sabrina. Awesome. Your video, your box moved around. So I got thrown off here. Awesome, Sabrina. What's up? How you doing? I'm good. Good, good, good. <laughs> Great Thank to see you. Thank you, um, Jacob, that you're offering this. Um, yeah, I was really excited to hear about this opportunity. Um, yeah, and that you just offer that for free. I really appreciate that. So mm -hmm. just wanted to say that up front. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, 
I love that you you came. And I'd also um, share with you, I don't know if you can see everyone or just see me now, but if you, if you can, I would obviously just see me so we can stay engaged. Yeah. Sometimes I, I get like, distracted looking at other people. Yeah, I see like on the right side, some faces, but I think that's the, the view I should go in. Like you're on the big screen and some faces are on the right side. Yeah, that's okay. okay. If, if you want, there's actually three little icons at the very top. And if you click the left one, it'll get rid of everyone else. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's good. Right. Yeah, because if you ask me, like, I am so nervous right now. The second I said, like, yeah, I want support. I'm like, okay, I'm going to show up now. Like, why did I do that? I'm so, <laughs> my heart is pounding. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm nervous. But yeah. Awesome. So, woohoo, yeah. you're fucking nervous. Great. Yeah. You want me to get the Shih Tzu? I could get the dog if you want. Yeah. Uh, all good all good i'm gonna yeah i'm uh, actually um quite happy in general like i'm living in the city that i love i do a job that i'm being appreciated in so great career steps that feel like in alignment to myself um, uh, amazing did you did you change jobs since the last two years you yeah. did oh cool. yes I, i moved back to my parents um, because I'm like, this is shitty. So I lost that job. I moved in with my parents Said I always wanted to go to Berlin. I'm going to do it now. Um, I applied to startups, got like a um, great uh, yeah, position, changed jobs again. Um, and yeah, now I also offer meditation sessions every day. Ooh, all right. And they show up and um, it feels so great. So um, yeah. Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just want to share that because, you know, my background where I was a couple of years ago. So that's really, really nice. I also have like great connections, uh, talking to my friends, you know, like um, also connecting in a different way these, these times during Corona. Nevertheless, there's one thing when I even get into it, I get like Ooh, <laughs> a little bit, um, sentimental um it's like that i experienced since the beginning of this um that i have um like physically a pain that is um emotional in the roots of it right and um it's always there and now i feel nervous and i know that i'm going to talk about it so i start crying um but normally i'm happy <laughs> but um yeah, this is like, you know, I realized that I have some physical pains when my neck is hurting, that this is just because of tension and I need to move a little bit and then it's gone. But this pain feels like, I feel so um, that it's something emotional, like it's right below my ribs, my lower ribs, and I feel so thankful. So when you said in the beginning, there's some gift behind this time that so resonated with me because when everything slowed down, I didn't feel it so presently before, you know, that this is there. Um, I knew that, knew that it was always underlying there, but it is so strong now and so present to me um, that I'm like, yeah, I need to dive into that. And um, sometimes I cry or I laugh and all these muscles around that area, when they contract in that way, like, crying or laughing I create containers for crying or laughing um, then I can work with that but it doesn't bring me to a relief um, that that I would like to have it and I am not even sure 
if that's the way to work with it, if I have in the back of my mind, this needs to go away, right? If that's the right relationship to this underlying feeling and also physical manifestation of this emotion behind it. Um, yeah, and I was just going to check in if you know those kind of experiences. And um, yeah, hmm. I just know that it's something that I need to work with. And I don't know in what form or what way does it help to work with it, talking through it, talking through it, or do I need to go more into embodiment or is it the both things? Because I don't know what it's supposed to tell me. Basically, that's my problem. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you did it. You communicated fairly clearly. I got Get that done. Said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Mm. So I love all the language that you use kind of describing it. And I can hear your level of consciousness and almost maturity around the situation it's not just like what the fuck is going on which would be okay if that's what you said <laughs> but you're not just like my life is a mess right it was like very detailed and nuanced and i've tried this but i'm wondering about this hmm. and there's so much energy behind it right like i feel it right now even, you know, like that I do something with my muscles not to like break out of tears here right now, but it's like, okay, when I um, relax into it again, give it some room, that's okay. But yeah, it's, um, it's quite intense. There's a lot of energy there. Yeah. Mm. And I know when I give it the room or give it whatever it needs, um, that there is a lot of more freedom behind that um, feeling or physical thing that's behind it, that there is, I could live so much more free. Um, yeah. And I also even feel this freedom that's behind it when I give it room and release it in some way. I can even do it now with some conscious breathing. I get a taste of how it feels like to be so free behind that. But I just get it in nuances and I know that it's really blocking me um, in life but I can't give it room like all day long right like when I'm in my job and it's there it, yeah it needs more but I don't know um, it's really hard relationship with this thing <laughs> if it would be my partner I would directly break up really like that's <laughs> not working out <laughs> really yeah yeah I felt that way about my cat <laughs> yeah 
so again, like just being with you and the experience of you connecting with that part of yourself, I just feel like a very high level of awareness from you around your own inner experience, what feels helpful, what doesn't feel helpful. And I even feel myself judging this way, you know, like that normally I'm a really a happy person. Like I feel so much joy in life, but um, yeah, mm. it's just there. Yeah. <laughs> So Sabrina, the threads that have come up for me as I'm with you here, outside of what I've shared, which is that I feel you have a very high level of awareness and nuance and wisdom. There's 10 different things I heard you say that I could have said as feedback to you but you already was like, oh, I'm doing that thing and I'm doing that thing. And it's like, wow, beautiful. That's, that's amazing. What does stand out to me are, are two words. Um, one is space. I'm sensing that you are yearning for space. This part of you is yearning for space and then um, to be seen, mm -hmm. probably together, space and to be seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that resonates with me, yeah. Mm. I heard you say that you were creating containers. Tell me a little bit about what you've done there so far. Um, I yeah, do that sometimes uh, Yeah, when I'm in my room or in my apartment. I live in a shared flat. Um, I've gotten some different ways, but I also feel that there is like the person that I live with, I just moved in with her and the, where I lived before, they're also not, I wouldn't say not as conscious or something, but they just live different lives. And I just feel like, oh, the place there where I live, there it's really important for me to have space like that. And um, I just feel now again that this person 
doesn't um, confront herself with these things or ask the same questions I do. And I'm like, ah, she shouldn't hear when I cry, you know, like, <laughs> that's, that's like yeah. ah, okay, then I take a pillow and do like this and then cry <laughs> there. And she so, okay, okay. So, so I, I lived with a roommate and, yeah. um, and I've gone through deep, grieving and processing that was almost cathartic like while mm -hmm. she lived with me and I just kind of told her like I'm processing some shit like I think you probably heard some I actually just did it and then I was like I think you probably heard some noises coming from my bedroom and like I'm processing some stuff all good hope it doesn't freak you out or like hope that's that's cool with you she was like yeah of course like whatever you need to do um, and so it could be worth you having a conversation with your roommate. E my roommate was not into personal development at all, yeah. at all. And, um, all, and great. She didn't need to be, I wasn't trying to convince her like, this is what everyone should be doing. No, it was like, I'm, I'm processing some shit. So maybe having a conversation with your roommate around like, would it freak you out if you were to hear me crying or, and then if she says no, like, okay, if I, if you hear me crying, I want you to know, like, um, I don't need anything from you. So like, please don't ask me like, you know, and, and, and scan and check in with yourself. What's actually true. Like, is it true that actually you don't want her to ask about you if you're crying? Maybe that's true. Maybe like, let's just accept it's normal. Like I'm going to cry maybe once a week or twice a week or three times a week. It's just normal for me. So you don't need to ask about it. Like maybe you just give me a high five if you hear like I cried. <laughs> like yeah. maybe that would actually be the thing. Like that mm -hmm. would be what support feels like. After you hear me crying, just don't bring it up, but just a wink or like a high five or like elbow bump or like whatever. Mm -hmm. so, so, um, so space and then I, I did hear you say, like, I'm normally a happy person, but blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, I got to put that on my website. Like, that's good. <laughs> um, because I'm trying to, it's like, actually, like, that's part of my fucking mission in the world is to help people get that you can be human as fuck. And like, it's like, totally normal to be like, happy part of the day and sad part of the day. And that's like, beautiful and human and we just need a way to become emotionally literate and change the narrative in our society around what sadness means or anger means or jealousy means or any of these things mean mm. and then find ways to work with it that are effective and when, when I say effective like that they don't start fucking up the rest of your life or causing harm to other people yeah. anger in itself is not bad if you you know, take a bat and then hit someone because you're angry. Yeah, that's, that's fucked up. Don't do that. Um, mm. But we want healthy ways to honor that anger because if we don't honor it, then it's, it's going to leak into our interactions with other people and it will actually come out in a way that is passive aggressive or is pokey or spiteful or fucked up. So it's way better to honor I'm human and I feel sad. And, and I just posted something from our last week, Corona quarantine, uh, Corona coaching, where I was talking about like throw a sadness party. Like that's a way to like honor the sadness and then go be happy. The other 
21 hours of the day or whatever, or don't, that's okay too. Mm. So, so for you, Sabrina, I get, I get curious, high level um, space and being seen. And I think anything that you can do that kind of honor those things, I, I trust in your intuitive wisdom that you have what you need and it's not something necessarily outside of you. It's actually just space and then to, and then to feel held perhaps or seen in the experience. Yeah. Um, can I ask one more thing about that? Um, the space. Yeah. But um, being seen, um, that's something where I feel like um, I have a challenge in saying, okay, do I need to see me in that moment? Do I all need to solve this with myself and by myself? Because we always say we get everything we need. We have it in ourselves. We do this, but there's also this part of me, especially during this quarantine where we are social beings and where we need to be mirrored by someone else, something else where somebody else just says, I see you, I got you. Right. And mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel that I have these connections, but just because right now everyone is like, I need, I need, right? That there is sometimes also in the conversations feel like there's not much I give and give and there's not much space for me or people are not, um, or there's not enough patience to, or I just don't open up to this amount to to get there or this part, this component is just missing um, in maybe a physical way. Maybe sometimes it's a conversation where I feel through this other human connection, this reconnecting to myself. Um, and then it's something like, oh, am I thinking now again, I need it from outside? Is this the wrong way? Mm. Out of lack, feeling lack? Or um, is this something that's actually true and I need to work on finding ways to connect with other people and get their space or or whatever and that's yeah. also because moving to berlin you know like building up a career there it's taking so much space for me the other years that i wasn't able to really build up in that city meaningful human connections um just a couple but it's that's really missing and i feel like no it's a really fundamental need that i don't give myself to have connection with other yeah. people who are there you not go. Just, yeah okay there you maybe. go yeah, yeah. <laughs> again you okay. got all the wisdom woman <laughs> yeah, i'm just I'm holding space and seeing you it's all there <laughs> okay yeah 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 got it yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so granted mm -hmm. it's a crazy time that we're in social mm -hmm. distancing whatever um and you can still create space And then here's the piece that might feel new to you to some degree, maybe not, but to some degree, maybe, which is being very specific around what support looks like for you. So you ask like, okay, do I handle it by myself or do I get other people? Like, what do I do? So I would say, number one, you start by going inward. Mm -hmm. And you do your breathing practice, you do your yoga, you do your dance, like whatever the things are, get enough sleep, like whatever, like you do your practice. Um, and then in your self-regulating, 
you scan and you might actually check in and say, oh, okay, I'm, I'm here showing up as a parent for myself right now in this moment. And as a parent or as someone who's taking care of myself, what I realize is the thing that's needed is actually for someone else to also step in so I can go as deep as possible. Yeah. Yeah, because there is that part, right? Like, like that we can connect deeper to ourselves in parts from with connecting to somebody else. But the space I need to go into the connection is being fulfilled by myself already, right? Like, um, yeah, to have this calmness there. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So... So then you may say, okay, so what does support actually look like for me? Mm -hmm. And it's probably not getting feedback. It might be, mm -hmm. but it's probably not someone telling you, like, I think you should do this, or what I think about your situation is that. I would guess is, um, is that it's more of someone holding space and seeing you. Mm -hmm. And, and, maybe like really breathing with you or, or being conscious or like sending loving energy. Like, I don't know, mm -hmm. but the more that you can request that, mm -hmm. the more, not just emotionally literate you are, but the more you are going to actually get the thing that you're, that you need or that you're craving. So it might look like, you know, calling a friend and saying, hey, this is a little bit uncomfortable or texting them. Hey, this is a little bit uncomfortable, but um, would you be open to just breathing with me for 20 minutes? And I might start crying during that breathing. Some sadness might come up. And if it does, all I would like for you to do is just continue to breathe deeply and maybe, you know, feel your heart and send me some loving energy while I breathe. And, okay, you might not ask your roommate to do that, right? Like she might not have, or he might not have the capacity or like the, um, the emotional, whatever we call it. Like that's, that's a unique skill set that, that, that someone can build. Mm -hmm. But maybe you have a friend or two, and I'm sure there's people in our community here that would love to do that for you. Mm -hmm. So... Um, so that's that's what I would have you be in the practice of is like having space and then being seen and then also being willing to one say fuck yeah there's space in my life for sadness or or this pain and two how can I also however often once a week twice a week three times a week every day uh, whatever um, enroll people to help hold that space with me. And then, um, you know, you might feel like that's selfish or like, I don't want to ask or other people are struggling. Mm. You know, just like we spoke about with Michael, you got to fill yourself up. If you want to then go be of service, you got to get mm. energized. Right. So it's the same thing. Like in order to show up for other people, you got to let people show up for you. And I have a feeling it's way easier for you to show up for other people than it is to let them show up for you. Mm -hmm. And that's probably your edge to lean into is like actually asking for that, even though the monkey mind is going to like tell you, oh, you're being selfish or weak or, and just like, fuck that. Like, I'm going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm.
Yeah. And I really liked what you said, being specific. What do I need, right? Like to ask myself that and yeah, be specific in what I want and need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. So yeah. I'm going to leave you with that. Yeah. Again, so beautiful to have you, you know, open up and we could feel your heart. And, um, and I love your nuances around um, all, all of your awareness around it. I could feel the, the work that you've done over the years and um, well done. So Thank you. I'm going to take you off the hot seat here. Um, and okay, guys, so I want to get to um, two more people. So it was, I think, Camelia and then Rachel. Um, we'll, we'll go to Camelia next, but I actually want to ask Rachel, because I think we may need to go a little bit over to get to both of you guys. Rachel, do you have a hard stop at, um, at 11.15 Eastern? You don't? Okay. You can unmute yourself so that I can just be clear. I have time. You have time. Okay, beautiful. Mm -hmm. So we'll probably go a little bit over today, guys. If you want to jump off, all good. Um, and, and I actually want to take a 90 second break before we jump in with, um, with Camellia, uh, and use this time to breathe, get water, use the bathroom, you know, stretch, whatever. And we'll be back in about 90 seconds.
All right, guys, we'll start in about 15 seconds from now. In the meantime, breaking news, there's a scale in this bathroom here, and I uh, just weighed myself. I gained 10 fucking pounds if the scale is right. Holy shit. Wow. I'm like kind of excited because I'm normally about 190. This says I'm 199.5. So I'm like, oh my God, I think I'm going to like have weighed 200 pounds. It feels kind of epic. Um, but I, don't I, I will keep it 100 with you guys. I have integrated ice cream, nonetheless vegan or, or dairy-free ice cream as a, uh, as a nighttime thing, which is the first time that I've done in, in a long time. But I've been living good. All right. Um, Camelia, let's go to you and let me, oh, let me pin your video here in a second. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. Happy birthday to your nieces. Thank you. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I echo what Sabrina says. Thank you for holding these. I'm glad that I'm able to hop on this one. Normally I've had meetings for work around this time, but happy to be here now. So thank you. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, thanks for taking the time to be with us. So where could we go that would be helpful for you? So for me right now, what is coming up is I have made the decision to give myself um, a deadline of June 30th of next year to to transition from my current job. I currently teach high school um, and to transition into being more nomadic and traveling and um, doing more podcasting uh, as far as telling stories um, and moving into that space. So I know where I am now and I know where I want to go. And for me, the biggest piece is determining over this next year how to really lay the groundwork for that and so it's really that middle part that feels uncertain and i'm wanting to know what next steps to take to to get to that um that place where i'm able to travel and be in the realm of storytelling mm. Mm. nice fuck yeah yeah that feels exciting yeah there's something that is exciting about like, here's, here's a date. And at this date, like I'm committed to by this point, making this shift that in and of itself will shift the energy I'd imagine of your life. Like I made that commitment. It's not like it's all easy now, but cool. Mm-hmm. And hearing you talk, what stands out is like, you feel clear to me there's a clarity and here's the date i know what action steps i'm taking in this moment in a sense i'm a little bit like i'm uncertain about the middle part yes exactly and and in some ways like of course you are (laughs) like that's that's how it goes Mm -hmm. yeah and i think the certainty is just um there because it's something that I've been wanting to do a long time. And originally this summer was kind of a pseudo goal um, as far as last year, but a lot has come up over this year, um, including 
of course, the coronavirus, but also just having a nephew who was born who who lives close by, and so just wanting to give more year uh, another year for that um, to add in that spaciousness. But yes, I have the clarity, and um, now it's just a matter of figuring out those next steps along the way. Um, I think the uncertainty comes from what, as far as like the financial piece of it, how do I make sure that I'm set up financially so that I can really do that? Um, and I think, I think that's the biggest piece. Um, yeah. And then wanting to just make sure that I have a plan as far as like, okay, what will I be doing when, when I'm in that space? Yeah. It's, I want to be, I want to know that I'm going to be okay, no matter what. Yes. Some, some version of that, I guess. I want to know it's going to work out or I'll be okay. I'll handle it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what would be most helpful for you here? A few different ideas uh, came up as you were sharing, but I, I want to go wherever would be most helpful for you. What would be most helpful is determining what, what my next steps are in this middle part of uncertainty to take. That's, that's kind of where I'm at is, or even just like in the next month, what, what are the next steps that I can take to get me closer to, um, to that dream? And what part feels like it is um, not the highest leverage, but what are the parts that you feel you need to get in place in order to make that dream a reality? Mm -hmm. Like, right. is it like, yeah, like, is it like, oh, I need to make, you know, $3,000 a month? Or is it like, I need to, you know, have like, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm looking for this specific thing that feels like it's, if I were to have that thing handled, then I'd get what I wanted. I think it's really a matter of setting up a timeline for myself for leading up to that, that deadline I've set for myself as far as what are the steps that I want to take on the, or creating different structures and plans for myself as far as, okay, this is my plan for making sure that I have the finances that I need. Here is my plan for where I'm going to be going um, and maybe the story that I want to tell where I'm going to be staying. Here's my plan for what I want to do. Um, my year being back in my home, homelands of um, spending time with my family before I head out, those sorts of things. Yeah, so I think yeah. creating the plans for leading up to it. So I have those structures because I'm not much of a structure person usually i'm a here's the idea and then go sort of person so i'll dance with you on two different parts of that on yay structure and nay structure so when when you were talking what came to mind was actually something like this which imagine if this artist said wait 
I need to plan where that line is going to be before I know where that line is going to be and that line. And like, there's no way this would have got created if they needed to know the plan for how all of it was going to go. Like it wouldn't happen. And but what they knew is like, there's a transmission that wants to come through me and I'm committed to that transmission. And here's my canvas and I have an idea, these colors and these strokes and this feeling, but I don't exactly know where or what it's going to look like. At, and I'll figure that out as I go. And that's kind of what I sense is somewhat of the game that you're playing at a larger level. It's like, you can't know, like you can guess and then coronavirus can happen. And then all those plans that all those businesses had suddenly went out the window. And now the restaurants are doing delivery and takeout or creating like boxes that you could buy. Or in my neighborhood, they're selling cocktails to go. Like that wasn't in any of their business plans. So I love that you have this like commitment of by this date. And then at the same time, you have this energy to take action now. And I would, um, I'd offer you like the possibility of just like relaxing some of the, I need to know what the middle looks like. And actually the game that you're signing up to play is a game of not knowing what the middle looks like, even after that date hits. I've been in business 10 years and I didn't have any formal business training. I just started a blog and was like, I think I'll make money from this one day. And even after I think eight years or so having done great, nice life and, and all that, um, there was a point where it was really hard to make money. I just hit a slump and it wasn't that what I was doing wasn't needed anymore or anything particularly changed. I, I was just in a space where for whatever reason, scarcity was in me and it was repelling wealth away and it was like all right so now what what do i do do i go get an it job do i close down business it's like no i'm fucking committed to this however long it takes for me to get back in that groove i'll do i'll reduce my expenses um and i'll figure it out and i did go into some debt during that time and so uh, and so for you, uh, there's almost that same kind of feeling, which is like, this is just the game you're signing up to play. And instead of trying to um, have certainty of what the middle looks like, I'd almost encourage you to get friendly with the feeling of uncertainty of what the middle looks like. That seems almost more valuable for you than certainty of the middle mm -hmm. no that the um metaphor with the painting definitely resonates um i create a lot of art so in the, that process it is very much just that place of being with it and seeing what emerges and kind of having an idea but then seeing what comes and often that's more beautiful than what I even thought that it could be. So, um, no, that definitely sounds true. I think the fact that I, I know the direction I'm wanting to go and just moving in that direction and seeing what emerges does make sense. And that does feel good.
Um, I think, yeah, I feel, I feel solid with, with that. And I do feel pretty decent with uncertainty. I think what comes up is just, um, knowing also that I just need to give myself the time or just the space to listen into myself as far as, as I'm moving along and making choices as far as whether they're the ones that feel most true for me um, in each moment. Like I came back to where I am now because I knew that I wanted to get here and then a job showed up. It wasn't exactly the job that I wanted, but it got me here. So I don't want to get into a situation where I'm making a choice um, that might feel good, but isn't really where I want to be. So I think, I think listening to, or just being in that creative process, but also just giving myself the space to recognize, is it the true choice for me as I'm going in that process, I think is what comes up. Yeah. I love it. So if there was heaviness, if there was still a like, okay, it's all right, but like still a little bit of weight that you might feel on your shoulders about the future, what would that be? Thinking about the future, what feels heavy? Um, so, so in a way, like what I, what I heard from you feels like, like really true and like <laughs> profound in a sense, like very wise. Um, and then I also feel, and maybe not, but I also feel like there's still a little something that you're carrying that's like, okay we kind of got there but there's still something else that might be present about like and I don't know what that is or if there is something yeah I think those pieces are around making sure that I'm secure financially so that way I'm really to, able to give myself over to to creating without having to worry about are my basic needs being met I think that's the biggest thing got it okay so maybe think about what were to happen if they weren't to get met and how would you be able to be okay? Just as a thought experiment, not mm -hmm. what we're aiming for, not what's going to happen per se, but like, let's just look at like, could I do being poor? Well, I saw one of my teachers write about that recently. Like how like she was like, she grew up poor and it's actually like a certain skill to be able to create a, a good life while not having a lot of money. And, um, and I think there might be value in that for you of like, if it all went away, how could I still create a good life if that money wasn't there? For me, my shit is like, I'll move to Guatemala by the lake. And like, I've never even been to Guatemala, but I've got a little bit of that, like third world country, like, you know, if it all went to shit, um, I think it could help you to do like a fear um, honoring practice not to get all swept up in it but just like if this were to happen what are three ways that I could respond and really make a list of here are my worst fears I start a business and it makes money year one and year two it doesn't make any money it's a legitimate fear you know what are three ways I could respond or what would be hard about that and what are three ways I could deal with how that would be hard I think there's something that might be liberating in there for you. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that sounds helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then there's something around like, what are three ways I could protect against that from happening? Mm -hmm. So there's the like, if it were to happen, how could I deal with it? But there's also the like, well, how could I prevent that? And, um, and then just from a, a structural standpoint, like I hear that you have this very much like this capacity to create art and to be free and to figure it out as you go. Um, what I can share in my own business is identifying what are the, it's like the 80, 20 rule, which you may or may not, you probably heard everyone's heard of 80, 20, I think at this point, but like, what are the 20% of things that I do that create 80% of the value or the results? So for me early on, I, I realized that it was actually getting on the phone with people and talking about coaching where before that I just had like a button on my website and it was so uncomfortable for me to get on the phone and like sell coaching. Um, but I realized like, oh, actually like this is the thing that most by far creates the results that I want to create and let me fall in love with how much that sucks or how hard that is and get really good at it. So for you, just from a kind of business strategy standpoint, I would also have you get curious and just start being in the curiosity of like, here, I might do 20 things, but out of those 20 things, here are the two things that they just seem to be very valuable or people get a lot from that. And, um, or when I do this thing, it leads to the result that I want more money or more impact or whatever. And just like become um, really devoted to doing those things kind of in a sense, whether you feel like it or not, just because um, those are the things that, that you know work. Um, and not because society says or business experts say, but like for you, it's an inner knowing. Your higher self says like, actually that would be really helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that helps. Thank you. Okay. All right. All right. You're welcome. Let me take you off the hot seat. Thanks. All right. So it is officially 11.15 Eastern. And um, anyone who needs to jump off, thank you guys for being willing to stretch your hearts open here a bit and see things um, from a different angle and, and really just hang with us in this, this really personal human way. Um, and let's go to Rachel. Hey, Rachel, how you doing? Um, yeah, I'm here. Good. Doing okay. <laughs> All right. Good to see you. Glad to have Thank you here. You. Thank you. Thanks for, again, like everyone else said, for offering this. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I normally am a person that just listens and sits in the background and uh, take notes. But so this is kind of a new experience for me. Love it. Well done. So, trying to grow, push my comfort zone a little. <clears throat> I love it. Yeah, I know that heart pounding feeling. So I'm glad that you're willing to jump in. Good job. Yeah. Thanks. And um, just just curious, before we go anywhere in our conversation, was there anything that stuck out to you in the conversations that have happened today so far, that felt like for you specifically, maybe just one thing that 
would also be helpful or was also relevant to you? Um, actually, there was a lot um, that stuck out to me. Um, I like the, you know, like the sadness party um, idea and honoring emotions um, and painful emotions. I think there's no such thing as bad emotions. Um, but I was thinking that I could probably apply that to any emotion that I might tend to want to shy away from. Hmm. Um, so I like, I really um, like that leaning into it and welcoming it. And, and is there one emotion that you find yourself most likely to shy away from? Um, well, <laughs> not to put you on the hot seat, but you're on the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Anger, jealousy, grief. Come on, you know. Um, grief, uh, guilt. Guilt is huge. Um, that you stay away from it, or you go into it. It's, I have a tendency to, to. I'm a little bit better now, but it's still something I try to run away from. I don't like feeling like something's my fault, and mm. um, I struggle sometimes with the, the shame aspect of it instead of just feeling guilty just absorbing the shame that comes with some of the poor choices I've made in the past and the way it's impacted others and so um that's probably the biggest yeah and that's a really human one like I don't think anyone wants to feel guilt um and I think for some of us we'll overgo into guilt like everything is our fault or like mm -hmm. we don't want to go in at all. Like can't even bear to think that I did something that, you know, was fucked up. Um, so, okay. So yeah. beautiful. So just curious about that. Um, and then more broadly speaking, where could we go today that may be helpful for you? Um, well, the, um, the coronavirus has, this past six months has been quite the adventure for me. Um, and so I was getting out of a toxic relationship that was just depleted me financially, emotionally, like in every way, right when the coronavirus hit. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Um, Double the fun. Right. So my plan to recover from that obviously didn't work out quite as I had hoped. To recover and, from the relationship? Right. Financially. Practically speaking, I know emotionally it takes time and all of that, but um, in the office I worked at um, part-time closed permanently um, where I am. Um, and so I have a private practice that I operate as well, but because of the coronavirus, I had to take all my sessions online instead of one-on-one -on -one in person. And because of the work that I do, a lot of it is very, um, I work with like trauma and stuff like that or like uh, sexual issues and stuff like that. So people feel very vulnerable. They don't always have like, situ you know, settings where they can feel comfortable. So a lot of it didn't really translate into the telehealth mm. arena. Mm. Um, some of it did, but not a lot. But now that things are opening back up, I am, Faced with this, like, um, well, basically everything's changed. My relationship, my job, everything. So I feel like, well, I really 
could do anything I want and use this to transition myself to move if I want to, or to, to do something different or to, to go in a different direction, like whatever I want. So I'm kind of, um, I do have some ADD. So sometimes I just get bored with the monotony of life and I find ways to, you know, I need variety spice of life. Um, so I don't know if I'm just like getting bored with the day in and the day out and I'm just going to do something impulsive. That's actually not going to work out well, like I've done in the past. Um, but you know, also like what you talked about the scarcity being in you and repelling wealth. I feel like a lot of times whenever I get on the brink of doing something, um, like getting into a better level of living financially speaking, um, I find ways to sabotage that. And so I feel like looking back over like my parents and my grandparents and my great grandparents is as far back that I know and can remember that um, they've done the same thing. So I want to kind of break that for my children and, um, and for myself, of course. So I guess I'm just kind of like, I feel really chaotic right now because there's so many different directions I can go into. And I, and I start a lot of things that I'm getting better at finishing and following through and all of that. But sometimes it's hard to know what is the best direction to go into so that when I'm getting bored and monotonous, I can remember, no, this is the best thing. I'm going to keep moving in this direction and find a way to spice that up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, things feel a bit chaotic, right? Like, just went through a huge breakup while the coronavirus is happening, while work gets completely disrupted, while the world is, you know, completely in chaos. In chaos. Um, and then I, I love, you know, what you're up to, and I feel the heart and the, the meaning behind what you do and, and the inquiry that you're in around, like, okay, so how do I how do I honor like this meaningful work and at the same time be true to myself and at the same time grow and evolve in a way that I'm proud to the where I don't repeat old patterns or history that um, I'm, I, I'm ready to let go of. So it all, it all makes sense to me. Yeah, of course, like kind of, of course you feel the way you feel. <laughs> um, What stood out to me was, besides what I've shared, was two things. I'll start with one, which was there's a way in which um, past hurt or trauma or mistakes, just like things that were like, okay, I want to learn from that or I don't want, want to repeat that there's a way in which that's like can be like wise and helpful where we're like, cool, like not that again, but then there's a way in which it actually becomes so much about not doing or going through or repeating that, that it actually doesn't take us to center. It takes us like to the other side of the extreme. Overcorrect. Yeah. Yeah. And 
hearing you talk about not wanting to repeat past financial situations of like, I make a bunch of money and then I sabotage it or like my family, you know, we've had this past there is, it almost felt like there was like, I hear the wisdom in that, but it almost felt like it wasn't, as you would say, like an overcorrection that actually was like polluting what your truth really was. So I'd have you be in the practice of decoupling what's true for you from, but what about my past or what about my lineage and just like, no, no, here's what I know is true for me. I want to start this project. I want to leave this job. I want to, and just start there. Kind of giving yourself permission to not need to protect yourself against that thing from happening just as a starting ground of like, here's what I know I'm desiring this. And then I also know that it's important for me to build wealth for myself and for my kids. And that's another thing that I know. So how can I honor both of those truths versus the way that I heard it before was, was kind of like, and then if I do this thing, then that thing. And it was, it felt like a lot of history versus yeah. presence and truth. And I, and I believe there's a way you can honor both of those things. I want to make this shift and I also want to honor financial stability. So I find that way by being present and following that like you were saying with the first guy anchoring into that energy, what gives me life. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we could have a, a conversation around, well, what specifically is that thing? Or like, what is that? And I, in some ways that's almost a separate conversation that, yeah, I would encourage what I, what I had said for, for Michael, I'd encourage mm -hmm. that for you also. Um, but here it almost feels like this is a bit of a different thread, which is around that like overcorrection and like letting history clog and, and um, fog like the future and, and actually even just the present. So I, I practically speaking detangle that by increasing my awareness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Said it better than I could have. I love it. There's two things you helped me describe. Overcorrecting and <laughs> practicing awareness. So I have a question. When you mentioned about scarcity being in you and, um, re you know, repelling wealth away, how did you move out of that? Yeah. So let me start by sharing something that was the second thing that came up when you were talking, which I actually okay. think ties in, which I actually think ties into this. It's a different part of my life where I felt scarcity okay. than the one that I mentioned two years ago. So this was maybe five or six years ago. I had run three retreats in Bali about six months apart. And those were really the money makers for the business in some part we brought in the most money from those projects and I started to 
um, like make that part of how we were making money in the business. And by the end of the third retreat, it was like some crazy ass divine storm that happens. Like uh, one, it was really hard to fill the retreat up. The second thing was that um, I had got a new apartment in Brooklyn and like we're spending more money than I was bringing in and like, Oh shit, we're actually in, like, we're here. And I thought we were there. And then like the IRS and then I like my, my, um my, right-hand woman at the time like couldn't come to join in bali and like no assistance could come to help and then i landed in bali and like the yoga teacher was went missing and then the irs froze my bank account because my bookkeeper made some error and then a coach who i had like a dispute with was like you owe me ten thousand dollars and then um uh there was like way more there was domestic abuse next door and like my partner at the time was freaking out rightfully so uh, and then um, someone who I loved very dearly said they were getting a divorce. Like, it was just like, like oh, and then, and then I got dengue fever, like at the end of it <laughs> and almost died. Right. So it was just like, I was just like, you know what universe, I think I'm just going to take this as a sign. I'm going to chill off the retreats for a little while. Like, I think I'm done with like hosting a retreat right now, but that was like the moneymaker for the business. And it's what I was counting on. So what you shared about um, working with people with trauma and, and in this way and how it doesn't really translate virtually as well. It made me think of that experience of mine because in some ways I almost use retreats as a little bit of a crutch because I knew if they came on the retreat, they were going to have a powerful experience. And it was kind of less about my coaching and more about creating an experience for them that I knew would be powerful. And going to Bali took care of 70% of that. Yeah. Not to say that that was where 70% of the value came from in the experience, but I just knew coming to Bali was going to be so magical that it was mm -hmm. going to be a profound experience for them that when I took that away, it forced me to go into the inquiry of how can I deliver as powerful of an experience without that crutch, which wasn't bad. It was just a kind of safety blanket for me. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you're using a crutch in the way that you've been doing work. I'm, I'm sure like actually it's very beneficial to do it in person in many ways, but I almost challenge you to figure out how you could get even better and take your skill set and take the work that you do to the next level without needing to be in person with those people. And I'm sure, you know, physical touch and grounding, like, yes, it does something to the nervous system and for trauma that mm -hmm. you, you wouldn't necessarily reproduce this way. Just like going to Bali. I mean, if me and you were in Bali right now, it would be, you know, like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're not, and this can still be very powerful. And, mm -hmm. and taking that out of my, getting that, take, getting that taken away from me, which is not the most true way to describe it, but like in that sense, actually was so helpful in me becoming more masterful in my craft. So I almost wonder if you were the, who's, who's one of your favorite artists? 
or musicians or entertainers or sports people or actors? Um, I really look up to Irvin Yalom. I don't know if you ever heard of him. No but... idea. What, what, <laughs> what does Irvin Yalom do? He is amazing. Oh, shit. Hold on. Hold on. You just broke up. I don't know if that was you or me. Can you hear me? I can, but it's super, it's super low. Oh, okay. I, I don't know what happened. Is that better? Uh, I mean, I could hear you, but it was like, you went from here to like, you're on the other side of the room now. I may, my headset's are dying. Okay. Okay, let me turn up your volume and then I think I'll be able to hear you. Okay, yeah, I think I can hear you. Tell me who's Irving, Irving, whoever. <laughs> he is an amazing um, counselor, psychotherapist, and he's really amazing with like groups and bringing people into the here and now. Um, yeah, I. So, so if you were the Irving of what you do, how would you get curious about taking your game, your work, your craft to the next level, and taking that on as a kind of thought experiment? and a creative inquiry yeah. and just a place to exist inside of. And, um, you know, for me, if I think of like, I just listened to 50 Cent's new uh, autobiography. It's like, or it's his new book, 50 Cent, Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter, something like that. Um, and I, I draw so much inspiration from the way that he was navigating his career and the market and the marketing. And I'm not a rapper or a TV producer or anything like, but there's something around like a person who's really committed to mastery of his craft and innovative that I'm like, okay, if I bring that into what I do, how would that apply here? So maybe you can't work with people in the way that you have up until now, but I, I, if you take it on, I think this can be an opportunity for your skill set to just become profoundly more impactful um, and maybe even lead the way in your field or in your peer group as to, you know, other people might not be doing this, but let's, let's see what happens if I try this. And that came out of scarcity for me. Now, um, the thing that helped me there, because yeah, I could have went into, oh shit, I'm 10 grand in debt or 20 grand in debt. What, you know, what do I do? Do I go get an IT job? The thing that helped me there was like, I'm committed to, this is my life's work, basically. Like, this is what I'm here to do. So now what, <laughs> right? Like, okay, if I need to make a little bit of money to pay the bills while I do this life's work until the life's work can also pay the bills, that's one option that I'm not a no to, not really a yes to, but I could be. Um, and so that, just having that, like, this is what I'm here to do though. So however long it takes is how long it takes and I'll come up with practical ways to pay the bills, but this is what I'm here to do. That was the same thing that carried me over two years ago when I was in that spot where it felt like I was I, I was repelling money. And, and then a few things. One is I lowered my prices mm -hmm. and I felt into like energetically, okay, so instead of charging that much, if I charge this much, how does that feel? Does that still feel good? It does. And let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. And that helped. Um, 
And then the other piece was I made a commitment to, and this just came out of like a sheer God moment of like, this is what I'm here to do. I don't give a fuck if I'm getting paid or not. I'm here to do this thing. And I was like, great. Well, then I'm just going to do it whether I'm getting paid or not. So one session per week, I'm going to give to someone on the house. And that kept me in the flow and in the practice of here's what I do. That Mm -hmm. is what actually gave me the momentum back. And then I signed like the next seven people that I spoke to um, after a few of those, I called them like divine assignments. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is my divine assignment. Like me and this person got put together. Does not matter if I work with them or not. How can I have the, like, uh, I would also call it the most important conversation of their life. And like as lovingly and like beautifully as like I could honor them. And that was like the fun game for me to play inside of. And with that like non-attachment and like fierce commitment to service and purpose, it eventually came back. But that, yeah, awesome. Thank you. Very inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take you off the hot seat, Rachel. Okay, thank you. All right. Yeah, thank you. And, and great work on the work that you're doing and you. really being willing to, um, to be conscious of, like, I want a better life for my kids and for me, and I'm committed to helping create better lives for the world and this work that I do, and I want to be true to myself and I want to grow. I mean, there's a lot present there that, um, that's beautiful and, um, and noble and, uh, I hope you stick around. Like, I hope the feeling that I had in that moment was like, I hope that you continue to have community with you on that journey and um, feel free to consider this part of your community. So. All right. Okay, guys. Well, thanks for sticking it out. Shit. You guys, we went, we went long today. 1140 Eastern. We had a surprise Shih Tzu with several barks, which you may or may not have heard in the background. Um, you didn't hear okay um but um thank you guys thank you guys for for being open to take this in and for doing your work and um and following whatever it was that got you here it was probably a curiosity or an intuition or a deeper guidance and you were you were willing to listen to that when maybe there were some other voices that were present for you that um, would have been easier to also listen to as far as not showing up here. So um, this is the last Corona coaching session that we'll be doing. And also this is my life's work. I'm committed to continuing to find ways to, to help in different forms. Um, so stay on the lookout. Uh, I would be pumped to continue to play with you guys in, in one way or another in the future. So much love. I'm going to take you all off the mic, just the final session here. And let's see if you want to unmute yourself. We can all say peace out together. Yeah. All right, yo. Peace. Thank you. Thank you. Peace. Later, guys.